A Samoan scholar wants to see more Pacific people in New Zealand's academic space. Lefawali'i Dr. Dion Inari is a senior lecturer at the Auckland University of Technology and says a stronger Pacific presence in academia allows Pacific people to be fully in control of their region's narratives and history. With the Pacific region continuing to be the subject of interest among geopolitical, climate change and security commentators, Lefawali'i says it's important that the views of Pacific people are taken into account first and foremost. He joins me on Pacific Waves. Malole soi fōlau a fiunga Lefawali'i. What drew you to a career in academia? Yeah, well, um, I was raised in Australia most of my life, and I remember sitting in my university lecture hall, and I remember the, a lot of my Palangi lecturers giving me lectures about the Pacific region and, and the islands and, and speaking on the islands as if they were authority figures and they knew more than me about my own region. So that kind of pissed me off as an undergrad student. And, you know, I, I kind of had that mentality, you know, be that change you want to see. I don't want to just sit there complaining about it. I need to get in those spaces. And not only do I need to get in those spaces, our other Pacific brothers and sisters, we all, like a lot of us, need to get in these spaces to recorrect a lot of these incorrect uh, narratives that have been imposed on us by a lot of Balangi researchers who research in our region. I'm going to get back to you on that with non-Pacific researchers, but is there a particular field of study or research that you think requires more of our Pacific people, or you just want to see more Pacific people in academia in general? Well, they, they need to be across the board, across all different sectors, uh, in health, uh, in education, in the STEM, we, we need repre- representation right across the board um, to ensure that our our Samoan and our Pacific knowledge systems are implemented throughout all, all scopes of research. Yeah. So if having more Pacifica academics is the key to shaping our own narratives, does that mean their research and expertise should be highly sought after? The reason why I ask this, because there's a lot of quote-unquote experts that speak on climate change, geopolitics, defense security, and these are the topics that directly affect the Pacific region. And most of the times, these experts are Balangis or non-Pacifica, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I absolutely believe um, a lot of our people have unique knowledge and unique point of views that the rest of the world doesn't know and doesn't have because we live right in the region, our lived experience and our genealogical knowledge that comes through our parents, our grandparents and our ancestors well equips us uh, when it comes to these issues of of climate change and other issues that affect us within the region and within our own uh, homelands. What's the word? Some of these people speak about us without us as if we can't speak for ourselves. So that's quite problematic. You know, again, any issues that uh, pertain to the region, that pertain to our islands, should be commentated on first and foremost by our own experts. We have many, many Pacific professors, many Pacific uh, doctors and academics who are well-equipped to center our, our narratives and our, and our stories. So I believe, you know, they should be anything to do with our region and anything to do with our islands in terms of commentary to the media should be done first and foremost by our own people. Because if we continue, you know, a lot of these Balangi academics speaking about our culture and speaking about us, then it's a continual 
whitewashing legacy that, you know, that was somewhat sprung up by, you know, the likes of Margaret Mead. And, and, and so you have that mentality and you have that, that legacy continue if we, if we don't start to privilege and honour and, you know, put forth first the voices of our own Pacific academics. Completing a PhD is such an amazing achievement, especially when we see our own people walking across the stage. Was there mm. ever a time, though, that you received criticism from our own about your work? And how did you handle that? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I received criticism from both ends. <laughs> um, but... For me, whenever I received uh, critique from our own people, I never took it personally. I I looked at it more of, um, we're, they're very passionate about the work and I'm very passionate about my work too. And to me, it's checks and balances to see if I'm on the right track as a researcher. So, you know, and, and to me, I believe that added to the strength of my work. So yeah, I was questioned uh, several times in terms of, different um, ideas I had in my PhD, especially because my PhD was on the practice of the Samoan culture in Australia. Um, and so then those discussions were had and, yeah, and it all helped in, in moving forward and, and completing the PhD. Um, it's interesting too, my PhD journey, when I look at it, by default, I should never have gotten a PhD. <laughs> um because along the way from high school right up through university, I was constantly told by my teachers and my lecturers that I'll never get a PhD and that, you know, I should aim low, you know, just just be happy to get university entrance. And, and had I stayed and listened to them, I wouldn't be holding the position that I do now. So even though there's a growth of Pacific academics, there is still nowhere near enough uh, we need um, we need a lot more. So my final message is, if you're Pacific and you're thinking about doing your degree, your bachelor's degree, please do it. If you've completed your bachelor's degree and you're thinking about doing your master's, please do it. And if you're eligible um, to do your PhD and you're sitting on the fence, please do it. Put the doctor in front of your name and come fight with us. <laughs> yeah.